James chapter 2 and verse 23. Praise the Lord. Let's all read it together. And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Father, tonight we pray, Lord, that you would anoint your word, and that you would speak to your hearts, O God. Lord, we pray that your name would be lifted up. Lord, we're asking for your help, for your anointing, for your spirit to move in this meeting tonight, that your word, Lord, would find good ground in our hearts. Lord, we just lift every need and every request to you tonight. Thank God for Brother Tommy being among us, the testimony that he's brought. Strengthen our faith to believe you, Lord, or for the other great needs. Lord, may there be many more answers to prayer and testimonies brought into your house to strengthen the faith of the saints. So we give you the glory and the praise tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take your seats. Praise the Lord. And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. The friend of God of God. I, I want to speak about the blessings of being a friend with God. The blessings of being a friend with God. We know in the scripture it tells us in Ephesians 2 and 8 For by grace are ye saved through faith, and it's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. We can receive nothing, John said in John 3.27, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven and here we read in James chapter 2 that this man Abraham who believed God and it was imputed unto him as righteousness and God called him the friend of God the friend of God in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 8 again we read there God said but thou Israel art my servant Jacob whom I have chosen the seed of Abraham God said, my friend, my friend. In 2 Chronicles in chapter 20 and verse 7, it says these words, Art not thou our God who did strive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? God called Abraham his friend. What a great privilege it is to be a friend of God. What a friend we have in Jesus. There was a time that we were enemies of God. We're not born friends, we're born enemies of God. We're born sinners without Christ and without hope. And it is only through faith in Christ alone that we become the friend of God. All this began in Abraham's life with a call if you go right back to Genesis chapter 12, this relationship that God created and purpose began with the call of God on Abraham's life. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, it simply says these words, Now the Lord, now the Lord hath said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, from your father's house unto the land that I will show you, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, 
And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curseth thee. And in thee, Abraham, or Abram at this time, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God called Abram. The call of God, when God begins to call a man or a woman or a young person and cultivate that heart and open that heart and open those ears and open those eyes that we can hear the voice of God, that God speaks into a life or speaks into a heart and God begins to call a man or a woman or a young person, that call of God to bring a man or a woman to a place of genuine and true repentance, turning away from sin, turning away from the world, and by faith alone in Jesus and all that he's done for us on the cross, that we can enter into a relationship where we're no longer enemies of God, but we become friends of God through Jesus Christ. It says in verse 4, as God called Abram, so Abram departed. There was obedience to the word of God, as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with them. And Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. So here we see the beginning of this relationship was birthed in faith in God's word. God called him and also obedience to act on the word of God. And so Abram entered in by faith into a relationship with God that God would call him my friend. You are a friend of God. Now I want to speak just for a few moments on the blessings of friendship with God and they're wonderful and if you turn over into Genesis chapter 18 I want to go through five or six things here that we see this man known as the friend of God and the blessings that he enjoyed in this relationship with God through faith in Genesis chapter 18 what we read in verse 1 simply is here's the first blessing the Lord appeared unto Abraham it's a revelation that God comes to him, those who are his friends, and reveals himself. He appears to them. You can know Christ by faith. You can know the Lord. You walk with him. You talk with him. He speaks to you. You enjoy the communion and the fellowship with him. He reveals himself to you. This is what it is to have a friendship with God. God appeared to Abraham. Secondly, we read there that there's a reverence there's a reverence in the relationship. It says when Abram saw them, these men coming, this was the pre-incarnate Jesus, it simply says that he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. We always must remember in this friendship that God is an awesome God. He's a holy God. There's a reverence. There's a respect. It's, it's not just in, in a casual sense. But there's always a reverence for who God is, that this privilege that we have, that we've been brought in to the new covenant in his blood, we can enjoy the fellowship and the relationship. But there must be a reverence. When Abram seen him and he appeared to him, he ran. What did he do? He bowed himself down. He reverenced who God is. There's a fellowship in the joy and the serving of the Lord. It tells us here, just in... In verse 3, that Abram said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Verse 4, then look at the fellowship and look at the serving and look what happens in the heart of Abram. He says, 
Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched. And I'll wash your feet. He wanted to serve him. When there's the revelation, when there's the relationship, when there's the fellowship, when there's the communion, you want to serve the Lord. And look what happens here. He says, let me wash your feet, Lord. Rest yourself. Stay. Abide with me. I will fetch a morsel of bread. I will comfort your hearts. After that, you shall pass on. For therefore are you come to your servant. And they said, so do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent of Sarah. And he said to Sarah, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, make cakes upon the upon the hearth. And Abraham ran into the herd, he fetched a calf tender and good, he gave it to the young man, he hasted to dress it, he took butter, he took milk, and the calf which he had dressed, he set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. When there's a friendship with God, when there's a revelation, when he appears, when there's that obedience, and we enter into a relationship with him, and then there's the reverence before him, but there's the joy in serving Jesus. There's a joy in the relationship. There's a desire in the heart that you want to serve him. Why? Because you love him. That's why we want to serve Jesus. And you see Abraham said, Sarah, prepare a meal. Get the best calf. We want to give him the best. We want to give him the best of our lives, of our substance, of everything that we are. Because in his mercy he's come and revealed himself to us. We're not deserving of this. So out of that heart, Abraham begins to serve. Not only is it a joy in the serving, but number four, number when we get to verse 10 there, we see here there's the supply, there's a supply supernaturally of the riches of his glory upon his friends. He said to Abram, I will certainly return unto thee, or sorry to Sarah, to Abram and Sarah. He said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Not only are we here to serve him, but he wants to bless his people. The fellowship, the communion, the appearing, the revelation, the worship as Abraham bows. And now the Lord says, I want to bless you, Abraham. Your wife is going to have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. And what happened? She begins to laugh. And Abraham, even though she laughed, and the Lord said, I heard her laugh in the tent. Why is she laughing? And then the Lord said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Abram, I want to bless you and I want to bless her. I want you to have a son. It's impossible. That's why she laughed. But God says, I want to bless you. At the appointed time, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah <laughs> shall have a son. The blessings of friendship with God is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The reverence of that relationship that he is God, that he is holy, that there is none besides him. The privilege of being in his presence through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The joy in serving him in that relationship and that covenant that we have. It is a joy to serve Jesus, isn't it? In all that we do, in every aspect of our lives, in every part of the ministry, always remember what we're doing. We're doing it to serve the Lord. And it's a joy to serve Him. It's a joy to serve Him. But not only is it about serving, but He wants to bless His people. He wants to bless supernaturally and abundantly. Can you say tonight that you've been blessed? Amen. Has God blessed you? 
Have we been deserving of the blessing? No, but because of this relationship through Jesus Christ, has he not bestowed the blessing upon your life? Blessing after blessing after blessing. Has the Lord been good? And he continues to want to bless supernaturally his people. But here we also read of this wonderful fellowship and this friendship. There's a wonderful privilege there's a wonderful privilege for anyone who's called a friend of God. And here we find it from verse 16 on. The men rose because there was a purpose in why they came. And they looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And this is what it says in verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing? which I do. Here we see the friend of God, Abraham, that God desired to reveal into the very heart of Abraham his divine purpose. It's actually amazing. It is an awesome thing that in this relationship as a friend of God, that God was here. We know that the wickedness of Sodom was great. There was a purpose in why these men had come as the pre-incarnate Christ to destroy Sodom for its sin and for its wickedness. And as Abram had that fellowship with them and enjoyed that communion and serving them, and here as, as these men were walking towards Sodom, the Lord says, this is what the Lord says, well, can I hide this from Abram? Can I keep this a secret from my friend? I want to reveal what is what my purpose is to the very heart of my friend. And you know, friends, in the place of prayer tonight, I believe this is true, that God actually wants to reveal his heart of his purposes, his plans, what he wants us to pray for, what he wants us to pray into, what his purpose is for the fellowship, for the nation, for the nations of the world, because we are the friend of God. And he said, I want to reveal it to you. I want you to know what my purpose is, what I want to do, what I want you to pray for, what I want you to intercede for, what I want you to stand in the gap for, because we are his friend. We have a privileged relationship that we can stand before God and we can know his heart. And seeing that Abraham, this is what he says in verse 18, he says, saying that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, that all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. And God said, for I know him. For I know him. Do you know tonight, friends, can I tell you something, everybody in this room, God knows you. God knows his warts and all, failures and all, weakness and all. But yet it's not because of who we are, it's because of who Jesus is. That he wants an intimate relationship with us to reveal his heart. And so he said, I know him. He'll command his children, his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord and do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. And verse 22 says, and the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But look what it says. And Abraham stood yet before the Lord. What a privileged position. He stood yet before the Lord. Do you know saints tonight, we'll come into this in a moment, do you know saints tonight, every believer in this room, 
You have a privileged position right before the throne of grace tonight. That God not only wants to hear our petitions, but listen, this is so important, and sometimes we do miss this, he wants to reveal his heart. He wants to tell us what he wants us to pray for. He wants us to hear the Spirit speak into our hearts so that we know what we should pray for and how we should pray. He wants to reveal his purpose. He wants to reveal his plan. He wants to reveal what we need to pray for, for this nation, for this island, for the nations of the world. He wants to reveal his heart to us that sometimes we'd wait to hear. And it simply says this, that Abram stood before the Lord. Now look at this verse 23. We then go through, we know this story well, but Abraham drew near isn't that wonderful? Thank God we can draw near tonight. Through the precious blood of Jesus, we can draw near. Not through any works of ourselves, not through our own righteousness, not through our own efforts, but through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can draw near. He says, Wilt thou destroy the righteous with the wicked? Listen to this. This is now intercession. This is now a man that the, the heart of God has been revealed to him, that God is about to destroy Sodom, and God has revealed it, and here is a friend of God with the blessings of the Lord and the privilege of God. Now he's standing before the Almighty, and he begins to intercede. He begins to say, Oh God, will thou will destroy the righteous with the wicked? Think about it for a moment, friend. What an amazing interaction here between the Almighty God and this man Abraham. He says, Peradventure there be fifty righteous within that city. Will you spare it, Lord, if there's fifty? And the Lord responds to him. The Lord talks back to him and says, If I find fifty, I'll spare it, Abraham. Listen, this is one man just like you and I tonight by faith. That's all it was, by faith. He believed God. He obeyed God. This is just a man standing before the Almighty God and he's beginning to intercede for Sodom. He's beginning to say, Lord, have mercy on Sodom. Is there not a cry amongst us as a church, as a people, to say, God, have mercy on this nation. Have mercy upon this land. Have mercy upon Ireland. Have mercy upon Balanage. Have mercy upon those young men that stole from this house. Lord, have mercy. There's a privileged position and he begins to intercede. And so we know he goes through. And goes right through. If there's 50, I'll spur it. And he goes right down. If there's 40, and if there's so forth. And, and then he even cries out in the midst of it. If you look at verse 27, he simply recognizes who God is and who he is. He says, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. I'm nothing. He kept his humble estate before an almighty God, even though he's the friend of God. He understood he's God, and we're just but ashes and dust. But yet he had a privileged position. If there's 50, Lord, would you spur it? If there's 45, would you spur it? And, so, and the Lord is constantly speaking back. And he goes three of there's 30. Lord, would you spur it? Oh God, would you have mercy? Lord, if there's ten, Lord, would you have mercy? And he said, I will not destroy it, even for ten, ten people. Ten people, think about it. 
I'll spur this city. Verse 33 says, and The Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned onto his place. Here is a friend of God. The blessings of being a friend. Do you see the blessings? Are you glad tonight that we're no longer enemies of God? If you turn over into Romans chapter 5, we're coming to a close in a moment to pray. But Romans chapter 5 and verse 9. Romans chapter 5 and verse 9. It says these words. This is the wonderful privilege of being born again. Romans 5 and 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Praise God, we're no longer enemies. We've been reconciled and we've been justified through the death and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have now received, we have received that privilege that Abraham has to be a friend of God. Look at Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20. Colossians 1 and verse 20 says these words. Colossians 1 and 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you, listen to this friends, holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Praise God tonight, friends, that we, that we will be presented holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. We are the friends of God. John 15, this is what Jesus said, case you're doubting it in any way, in John 15 and verse 14, this is what Jesus said. John 15 and verse 14. Ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you, Verse 15, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made, what does he do? I make them known unto you. In friendship with God, Jesus wants to reveal to us the secrets of the Father's heart. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. 
And what does he say? That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Surely the Lord will do nothing, the prophet Amos says, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. It is the heart of God when we are friends with God to reveal the purpose and the secrets of his heart in order that we can pray effectively tonight. Thank God there is a friend. There is one friend. Thank God there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And his name is Jesus. We can say with the hymn writer tonight, what a friend we have in Jesus. What a privilege. What a position. What a blessing that we have to come to the throne of grace tonight. Not only to bring our petitions, not only to come and rightly give thanks and bring our petitions, but friends, to also hear what he wants to reveal to us tonight as we come to pray and seek the Lord together. Let us seek him. Let us pray. Let us believe God in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for your word to our hearts, and we pray, Lord, that you would bless it. Lord, you would bless every head that's bowed in your presence, every child of God tonight in this room. Lord, we ask for your help. Lord, would you undertake for us. Lord, we come to give thanks, to praise you, to serve you, and praise and worship and acknowledge you tonight for who you are. Lord, we're just but we're just but dust tonight, but you breathe into these beings that eternal life. Oh God, we acknowledge you tonight for who you are. So God, would you reveal your heart to us as we come to pray? Reveal your heart to us as we pray tonight. Oh God, may you come, may the Holy Ghost come and reveal, reveal unto us. Lord, what we should pray for, how we should pray and intercede. Lord, so many great circumstances, but Lord, we want to intercede. Lord, as the Spirit gives that utterance tonight. Lord, just anoint the next one that we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.